0: Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 5th, episode 2491, brought to you by State Line Tack. Good morning, Horse World.
2: Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again.
0: Mm.
1: And away we go. So, Glenn, I had coffee yesterday with a friend of mine that I haven't seen in like five days, and I think I talked for two hours straight. There's so much happening in the horse world, or at least in my personal horse world. So, let me
0: get this straight: you come here and you bore us for hours, and then you yeah. bored her for hours too.
1: I did. I'm like, Aren't you did you should talked out after sh- the show? <laughs> I just be like, listen to my show. We don't have to have these conversations.
0: We can talk about you. It's what we tell our families all the time. They always ask us, what's going on? You never talk to us. We talk to the world every day. Yeah, for two hours. We talked
1: we to talked <laughs> at least 12 people a day. Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, I would just say I, I'm going to talk to you guys about horse shopping. I went and looked at a horse here. So that's what I was talking about. Uh, that and then the auction that's ending today, just all the drama of horse shopping right now is killing well, me. We all want to know
0: if you're up five horses after the auction.
1: Uh, You know what? I might be up five horses before the auction. We'll see. (laughs) In our horse nutrition podcast health segment, Dr. Julie Busby talks to us about Lyme's disease in dogs. And our Black Reigns guest of the month is Wendy Orant to tell us about growing up in the Dominican Republic and her company that she's going to say the name of. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn Googled it. What was it?
0: Equestrious Atelier? 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 You're asking me. I pronounce every name wrong. (laughs) I told you we wouldn't remember by the time we got to
1: it. (laughs) Google, anyway, there you go. Well, We'll we'll get to all that.
0: We'll ask her how to say it. Yeah. Hey, our thoughts are with everyone in the Northeast. You know, we may have missed the hurricane here in Florida, but it took a whammy on everybody from North Carolina up. A lot of our listeners, I saw pictures of trees down on fences and everything. We have a driving friend, Wendy and I do, who's this huge oak tree cremated the house took the house out on this beautiful farm, and fortunately they were okay, but the house is not okay. Uh, there were trees down everywhere. New York City, the Bronx, and Queens had trees down and all kinds of stuff. I know that uh, Kayla, one of our hosts, lives on the East Shore of Maryland. Her power has been out, been out for uh, almost a whole day. She just got it back. There were 21 tornadoes in North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, and New Jersey. And six people died from the tornadoes falling trees and floodwaters. So our thoughts are all with all of you. There were still 70-mile-an-hour winds when it hit Canada. So, this storm was not quitting after it, uh, after it went over land. Uh, so we're thinking about you guys. There was a speaking of the outdoors, there was something good that happened this week. Do you want to hear about something good, Jamie?
1: Please tell me something, um, something good. Yeah, we need that song.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do. We do because, and this is amazing because it's a miracle. There was actually a bill signed that had bipartisan support in the United States Congress. And that was a bill called the Great American Outdoors Act. Trump signed it. Um, Basically, what it says is that there'll be uh, a whole bunch of money designated over $11.9 billion to help with deferred maintenance and some new projects that are going on at the 84 million acres of the 400 different national parks. So the national parks have been kind of neglected over the last 20 years and need some upgrades to the roads, restrooms, trails, campgrounds, all of that. Well, uh, there's some money designated now to do that, and they're going to be hopefully helping get some of the national parks back in order. And apparently, because people who aren't usually out of the house much in the cities, have having gone to the national parks in the last couple months and uh, leaving trash everywhere, it's been a mess. So, uh, hopefully, they can they can help, help with that. There's also $900 million a year that is designated to the Land and Water Conservation Fund. And what that's used for is to for local parks, for your city parks and your town parks and everything. And over the years, that's helped fund 40,000 swimming pools, soccer fields, baseball diamonds, playgrounds, fishing piers, jogging, and bike trails. So probably your kid plays on one of those fields, but that's uh, been committed to now $900 million a year for that. So the outdoors got some love in the last couple of days, and it was bipartisan. Amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anything That's the bipartisan, bipartisan is amazing. Part. That's the
0: most amazing part, is they actually agreed on it and Trump signed it. That's the exactly. most amazing part. <laughs> well, I have no birthdays, again, for the second time. You I think have to actually do some
1: research for a daily winning? I did,
0: and I want to still give it to one of our auditors, Leslie, who posted that yesterday her daughter, 11 years old, placed as grand champion in showmanship, grand champion performance, and grand champion in ranch horse at their fair. So, I just wanted to give her uh, a shout out. I don't know the daughter's name, so Leslie, please give her a hug for us, and tell her, job well done! And Yay! we also know what it's like to be a mother of a person who's doing all of that, and training for all of that, and all the drama that goes involved with that. So, hug From us for that. So that's my daily
1: winning. Way to go, Mom. I have two daily winnies. I would like to start with the fact that I posted on my personal Facebook page that I have been educating young 18-year-old Abby, who's been staying with us for the last month, in classic cinema. And I feel like I got a late start. But I just showed her yesterday uh crocodile dundee, day before yesterday, and last night was coming to America. First of all, forgot how awesome and somewhat inappropriate if you have a seven-year-old around. That crocodile Dundee is. But still <laughs> fantastic. It hold off crocodile dundee. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. Did it? Okay. But my seven year old turned to me at one point when the hookers are on the street. Uh, he turns to me and he goes, Mom, I don't think this movie is all the way appropriate for me, is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I <was> like No. <laughs> and that's why you get to watch it, <laughs> because you understand that it's inappropriate. Uh, then that uh, after funny he, that he said me- that. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> um, after he went to bed, we watched Coming to America, which is. Does f- that hold up? oh my god yes it is we uh, abby laughed hysterically he laughed hysterically um so i posted on facebook i'm like hey can anybody like give me some other movies i think that was one of his
0: best movies by the way and i know he's done a lot of movies but that was such a great movie
1: (laughs) oh yeah. yeah i mean it's so quotable i'm like there's things that i say all the time especially like when when you're in the kitchen and somebody gives a hand you a knife and you're like oh that's not a knife That's (laughs) that's, a <laughs> yeah, that's right like all these these quotes that just come out like no, but and then the quotes that come out of uh coming to america are just insane you just can't not quote coming to america so um i'm educating her on those and so i asked people I said what else should i show her well she's only here for a couple more days but i have 131 comments <laughs> to the tune of about 700 movies that she needs to watch and uh so far Does she
0: like these old movies
1: she, Abby, did you like these movies we showed you? Did you like the movies we showed you? Loved him, yes. Wants oh, to see Crocodile okay. Dundee too. Okay, so, <laughs> which was
0: not as good as one.
1: <laughs> no, but Dundee three, you just taught, pretend that didn't happen. It happened, yeah. That would Dundee didn't. Dundee two was I, I forgot
0: good. that it did happen. To be honest.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I once after the movie was over, I'm like, you know, Crocodile Dundee actually married that lady Linda Kasabovski, and uh, they're still married today. Are they? Who his? Yes, yeah? his co-star in Crocodile huh. Dundee. Yeah. I didn't know. That. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. See, I'm full of information. Anyway, uh, it was brought up somebody said obviously she has to watch the man from snowy river and i'm like obviously you've already seen that and she's like what no i've never seen that i'm like
0: <laughs> i cannot believe oh my she's God. been in your house this whole time and not seen that
1: i'm i feel like I, it was like a gut You're punch delinquent to it was a gut punch to me and it kind of hurt so Would now watch um, Black
0: beauty too did you force her into that
1: uh, she seemed like me. Really? I had cylinder parties with children uh, with all my students and I'd make all the girls watch it and I'd be the only one who would cry. <laughs> <laughs> at the end. Um my brother said this, and one of his comments was It's a picture of a movie poster and it said, I had to see this dumbass movie in theaters because of you. She should suffer the same fate. And it's a movie poster of Sylvester. <laughs> Anyway, so we've got a lot of work to do. Unfortunately, it's raining, so she may think she's going to do something today. She's not.
0: She's going to watch movies. Um, and I bet you it's starting with Man from Snowy River. I bet you that's, that's it's the first
1: with. one at ten thirty. Man from Snowy River and popcorn kicks off. Abby. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somehow it's my fault, Glenn. Somehow, Usually this, is, is. this is my <laughs> fault. I have had an insane morning uh, raining and horses coming and galloping around and lightning storms and all this, right? So major lightning storm last night, tons of rain. All my dogs, I take them out to, to down to the barn and bring in all the horses. I come back up. I, I get the dogs in the backyard. They start barking like crazy. And we, uh, Abby's like, I think there's a coyote on your pasture. I'm like, dang it. You know, like they're so close to the house sometimes, but whatever. Um, I go back in the house and I'm, I need to get something out of the garage. So I walk, Oh, I was getting the gate clicker for Chad, which I still forgot to get. Um, I walk out in the garage and I see there's a coyote in my garage and I scream, bloody murder. Cause uh, all I know is that there's a, there's a coyote in the pasture. So it must be a coyote in my garage. Well, it turns out it wasn't a coyote in my pasture. It was a dog that is now in my garage and it is a, sp- a springer spaniel skin and bones. And it's like a hundred years old. Okay. Oh, no. And I, 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 but like, I thought, I just saw it out of the corner of my eye and I screamed because it's like rave. Ra- my dog, ha- my dogs have a big like tub of their feet out in the garage and she's trying to get into the tub of feet. She's so skinny. She's a skeleton. So. She's got a collar on. Is so there least, like can...
0: an email list that goes out from all the animals in Oklahoma that say, we need a sucker house to go to that is this woman who just feels bad for everything and will take care of us. I'll show up at the, her house. and then. Did
1: I marry you?
0: Is there a GPS no. directly to your house?
1: That is what Chad said. He's like, because <laughs> he I scream in the garage and he comes outside and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, there's a dog in the garage. He was like, Jesus, how do they know? <laughs> He's like, What did you do? I'm like, babe, I just woke up. I was out here with you. I didn't go get a dog and put it in my garage and steal the dog food. Like, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. He's like, It is your fault. They (laughs) know. Like we had like a fight this morning about this poor senior skinny ass dog that's like
0: starving to death that's eating my dog food. I wonder though if it's It's one of those I wonder if it's one of those stories where if you bring it to the vet and scan it, it has a chip and it escaped three years ago from some place in Maine. And it's made all its way out to your house and you're gonna be in the national news.
1: You know what? That would be fantastic if that was like my weird news story for the day. It was like there's a dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think here's it's the, it is, it is. You have to have the dog scan. Now I need to know.
1: Well, here's the problem. It has a collar on oh. with a number. Oh. And so Is it Char- a main number? I called Char no, it's an it's an Oklahoma oh. number, so it's not as exciting as you think, but I called Charles McElhaney and uh the number has been disconnected.
0: Charles died 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. The dog has been on the loose ever since.
0: I mean, I'm sorry, Charles. Yeah.
1: Sorry about your luck, Charles, but like for real... <laughs> you got to do something. Did you plan? Google Charles
0: to see the story? I
1: haven't yet. It happened literally. Uh, that's why I was late for this <laughs> All right, show. Well, this
0: Good luck. Let it, Keep us informed. I want to know the d- details on that on Friday. But before we run out of time, we, we have to hear about your horse shopping. That's more important. So, uh, Equitana, by the way, we've been advertising that here, what, a year since they announced Equitana is going to happen in September? It's not going to happen in September. No big surprise, I think, to anybody. But they finally announced that they're going to do a virtual event. I'm kind of almost virtual evented out now. <laughs> I gotta tell you, between the podcasting virtual events and the horse virtual events, I'm getting virtual evented out. But anyway, they're going to do that, and apparently they are going to refund money if you were a vendor that... uh you can ask for a refund of money or apply it to next year, and you need to notify them what's going on. They did send it out yesterday to everybody, uh, and with everything going out to Kentucky Horse Park, we kind of knew this was the case, but we wanted to let you know officially. All right, so you had talked to us about auction. You had three horses you were bidding on a Monday at the, what is it, sporthorseauctions.com?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm officially outbid on all of them, but okay. I may drop in at Chad the last so minute. Chad am so happy. <laughs> Oh God, when I got outbid on the pony in Michigan that I probably had too many glasses of wine and bid on. <laughs> Truth be told. Um, he's pretty excited that I got outbid on that one. And I, and I was a little relieved about the other one because again, too many glasses of wine, I bid on that one. However, there is one that I'm still interested in. So, And I'm not going to tell you guys because our listeners are assholes. And um, a lot of them <laughs> went on and like, they're like, oh wow, I was gonna, I was gonna bid on that one. I'm like, yeah, you're all dead to me because <laughs> I'm like, I told you that in confidence. The ones that I liked, okay. Now I'm not gonna talk to you about that anymore. What I will tell you, Do you about, you understand is-
0: the concept of a microphone and a podcast? <laughs> We've been I doing this ten sharing.
1: years. <laughs> I was sharing. and I said, uh, you can't go bid on the same ones I'm gonna bid on. But um somehow I got outbid on like all of them. So I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. Um, we'll just see how it goes. And you. Y'all are going
0: down, those of you. Well, okay. (laughs) See, that that subject is dead to us. Uh, What about the? You went to look at this little, was it a paint pony?
1: Oh my God! So yeah, so I, I, i you know, Craigslist. it was twelve
0: and a half hands, right? It was smaller than the scooter.
1: So it was twelve and a half hands. And you wanted and, to know if
0: you could ride it. That was the question, I, right? Yeah, and I was yeah. like,
1: I'm five three, 130 pounds, and and overwhelmingly, everybody said, absolutely, you can ride a 12 hand. But, you know, they did the math. If it's this many pounds, you can carry this many pounds. And and I had a, I had a pretty good uh, leeway for it. So uh, again, in the ad. the ad was this horse is three it's super green it's just really cute but it needs training and I'm like that's what I do so maybe I can take this pony and like train it so um I go to see the pony which is oddly enough like six minutes from me how why does that happen okay so there's this pony is six minutes away so my farrier comes she was at the house I'm like come see this pony with me she's like oh yeah she gets in the car Abby gets in the car mind you they're both 5'10 with legs for days. So we get to see this pony and we're driving over and I'm like, I just, so you guys know, I don't know what this is going to be. All I've seen is one picture of the pony and it's super cute, but like, I don't know anything else. I don't know these people are. Well, lo and behold, I pulled into this beautiful driveway, tree lined, going up and up the up the hill tree lined gravel driveway, it's beautiful. We get to the place and I mean it's somebody's house, but like nice house with like you know just kind of like some it's kind of a backyard facility with barns here and there and and some you know pastures electro fence pastures and um Mackenzie, my farrier, looks out and she goes. <gasps> There he is, and he's still out in the pasture, which is speaks great. I I'd like to go see how the horses are brought in and tacked up. Like, you know, it's always sketchy when you get there and they're tacked up already. So, I meet the lady, and she's super friendly and super nice, and goes, she's like, "Here he is," and goes and gets him, brings him out of the pasture, Glenn. I swear to God, he's like eleven hands. He's oh. Like, he's like one of the horses he's that should teeny be measured. Tiny. In inches. <laughs> oh my god. He was so I was like, oh my god, you're so cute, and bent over and hugged him. Okay. <laughs> like he was tiny. Like they're 12-2. That's six inches taller than he was. Okay. Like he was ridiculously tiny. Um, and so but she's like four. 10, you know, the, the owner says she's like, I'll just go ahead and ride him for you. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I would break him like immediately. And she's like, well, you know, so she tacks him up. He comes right to her. You know, he's good for getting tacked up and he goes up and he is a monster. He just, she's just kind of like sitting on him and she's a rainer. So she knows how to ride, but he's just like kind of crow hopping along and just like bucking and carrying on and going crazy. And I just, I, I, and she's like, come and he bugged so much that his saddle, like got shoved up his neck, you know, so she goes to get off and I I just walked out to the arena. I was like, let me stop you. Okay. So yeah, this pony is, I kind of took the approach of like, instead of like a buyer, I'm going to go and just help her. So I took the, I walked up to her and I was like, listen, um, he's too small for me to 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 teach to jump and all those things like that. But I said, here's the problem. I was like, you've got him listed on Craigslist for twelve hundred dollars. You seem like a nice person. You, really nice place you live in. I was like, you're first of all, you're underpricing him at twelve hundred dollars. Now, is he worth twelve hundred dollars? Now, no. But what you're doing is you're sentencing him to. Not so great a life for a $1,200 Craigslist pony. You can ride this pony. You can train this pony. I said, put 30 to 60 days on him and price him at $5,000 instead of $1,200. And an educated horse is going to have a better life than an uneducated horse. So here's the deal. Send him. I'll even help you. Send him to me. I'll train him. And then you tack that onto his price. I was like, I, I can at least teach him to drive. I've done that before, right? I mean, hey, I it. Yeah, that was like so it. successful. Yeah, it was so <laughs> successful. But she learned how to drive. I just didn't like sitting in the cart. But anyway, I can do, I can, I'm like, I can help you. I'll do whatever you need to be done. You can ride him. Like, get him, you know, walk, trot, canter safely. Put some of these kids. She has lesson kids and all that, and so I'm like, put some of these kids on him. Take a video and 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 put them online at five thousand dollars. Please don't put him online at twelve hundred on Craigslist because he will be bought up by somebody who's sometimes not. Uh, so you I mean come on, it's Craigslist. So uh, she actually heeded my advice. By the time I got home, she messaged me. She's like, I took the ad down. I'm going to put some training into him, and thank you so much for
0: being wow. a part. Right. Somebody listened. <laughs>
1: And nobody was shirtless on the whole farm, Glenn.
0: (laughs) You found the one one, nice farm in Oklahoma?
1: (laughs) Not one shirtless Oklahoma person in the whole place. It was awesome. I was amazed. So anyway, I feel like at least I did some good and helped them. But oh my God, the pony was so cute. But he was so
0: tiny. Let's just just reflect on that quickly. You had a good experience at a farm in Oklahoma.
1: Well, I would say I had a good experience if I would have bought the pony and liked it. No, However, it was it was, it was at least six <laughs> inches shorter than I was told. So, I mean, there is still that. You know,
0: measurements <laughs> for horses is kind of a loosey-goosey thing. You know, is it yeah. or it depends should it on how big be. your hand is. You know, <laughs> my hand's probably bigger than your hand.
1: A hand is four inches <laughs> for those at home who are unsure of what a hand actually is. It is four inches because in the olden days, they would put their hand sideways and measure all and up the horse. And uh, that is how they got that. And it just became over time four inches. We horses are the only things that are measured in hands. It's I mean, there's it's not it a thing. That is
0: true. That is true.
1: And so, yeah, it's it's not. Whereas, that hard like to be acres,
0: accurate. is different in every every country. There's hectares and all different kinds of things, right?
1: Yeah, but horses, a, a hands, and horses is like universal. So universal. I feel like we should all be fairly. But good if you at don't have a tape
0: measure, you kind of guess. You know, she kind of guessed. You
1: can't get a tape measure, like. <laughs> Really easy. It's really... Or you can just, like, I don't know, measure so this thing how tall he is. made Scooter is.
0: look big. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. It was so tiny. How big is Scooter?
0: He's t- uh, he's almost 13 hands.
1: Yeah. 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 He was smaller than that.
0: Yeah. He's 12'3". He 3. was... I say almost 13 to make him feel better. You know, <laughs> like we
1: saying I'm almost 5'3". <laughs> <three>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this pony was like... I don't know. Like I said, it's one of those that should have been measured in inches. I mean, he wasn't a mini, but he was pretty damn close. <laughs> I mean, he was close. Anyway, so there you go. Didn't buy the pony. It was not a love connection. However, I did make a friend and help somebody out. So it's good.
0: Very good. Well, you can help yourself out by heading over to StatelineTac.com right now. They're still having their 25% off the 35% off sale over $129. If you buy anything over that, right now they're highlighting the healthy, it's called Healthy Equals Happy. It's the top-selling main detail supplements. They have a whole different whole different variety of supplements on there including Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls are listed on there too. So you can uh you can find Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls. You can find all kinds of horse treats on there. You can find a, a ton of different kinds of supplements as well, all on sale, some up to 25% off and when's the last time you see the supplement on sale? That doesn't happen too often. So, uh the other thing that I noticed that was on here is they still have the uh fly protection from happy horse on there so they have the happy horse fly repellent that's marked down to $18 that's uh, saving 25% they also have the livestock fly spray and the neem oil that's something we heard about right you use the neem oil so uh, that 's on there as well, so they have all kinds of bottle goods right now, as well as their featured products, which they have on there every month, including saddles and breeches and and cheats and some stable supplies. Head on over right now, get your discount it 's twenty to thirty twenty five to thirty percent off depending on your order size right now at StatelineTac.com. dot com all right, we
1: are... You hear dogs barking in the background. My dogs have just discovered that there's another dog <laughs> in oh, their he yard. He hasn't left?
0: He's, he's hanging around?
1: I put him in the yard. I had to start the show. Oh, I just, I mean, right. it's a live show. I can't be like, I'll get come back to you. Like, it, it, I mean, I was like, I found this dog. It happened literally right before I sat down.
0: <laughs> All right, well, tell us who is sponsoring today's horse health segment. Horse health health segment health.
1: is that's hard to say you can't say that you never get, I a get horse, it wrong every horse, week. Health. horse health <laughs> today's horse health report is brought to you by the horse nutrition podcast on the horse radio network the horse nutrition podcast covers topics you'll love it highlights the world's most extraordinary horses how they're trained and what kind of nutrition they're given a part of Purina's full rain documentary series go to purina mills.com full rain to see them all the latest episode about movies movie horses and And this health segment was brought... uh, That's at the end. Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. Well, we're going to talk to Julie Busby today and um, Uh, hear a
0: little bit about dogs. Dr. Julie Busby, and she is the founder of uh, Dr. Busby's Innovations. And she's going to be doing a regular segment with us from now on. We're going to talk about that. Let's get Julie on here. See if we can connect with her over Skype here. Hopefully. If Skype cooperates, we will be connecting. I know she's there. I see her there. Hopefully. So I, you know, in all the years we've been doing this show, we keep saying we want to do, uh, we want to do more segments on dogs, just what you talked about. Because what's the second thing we've talked the most about when in the animal kingdom, other than horses, is dogs, dogs. especially when it relates to your dogs.
1: I mean, I, I was like, years. I cannot believe we're having somebody to talk about dogs when I just found
0: a dog. I know. <laughs> I know. And your dog might have Lyme disease, and that's what we're talking about. So. This dog's got all sorts of things. <laughs>
1: yeah, <I was> <laughs> or it have... doesn't have all sorts of things. Yeah, like, well, it's are not you keeping it
0: separated from your other dogs for the moment? Uh, of course I am. Just in case it has uh, all those for other things. For protection of all of them. <laughs> Rabies being one of the things you have to worry about, right? Uh, I guess... I wonder how long a dog would live with rabies.
1: Can't I don't long. know, but Glenn, I handled the dog, so I like hand fed it this morning. So oh, thanks for it. Did really you touch it? Of, of
0: course, I touched
1: it. It's like a hundred and it's a skeleton. Hello, Julie.
0: Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be with you.
0: So uh, we're going to talk about doggies today, but I first want to hear uh, you're a veterinarian. Are are you a small animal, large animal, what?
3: Well, I'm a small animal veterinarian currently. I've been a vet for almost 24 years, but I started out as a horse vet. That was my my heart and my passion, and still is. You know, I think when you're a horse person at heart, you're always a horse person. But unfortunately, it just was a really difficult lifestyle with having children, so I'm a hybrid now.
0: Oh, so you didn't didn't want to be going out at 2 in the morning every night when your kids were trying to sleep?
3: (laughs) I, I feel like a traitor saying this, but sadly, I just. I couldn't pull it all off. I don't off. know
0: how they do it. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how any vet does it. <laughs> it's crazy.
3: Well, it was it was a great lifesa- lifestyle when I was single, and I loved it. But I actually have eight kids now, and so what? it just couldn't all work.
0: I <laughs> did not know that. You have eight kids? I do. Uh, Jamie has one. And uh, Jamie, you I don't know that you could survive eight children, Jamie, to be honest.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> the good Lord only gives you what you can handle. <laughs>
0: all right julie She might have
1: miscalculated <laughs> yeah <for me. laughs> i was just gonna ask can you handle it you know no nobody's right all the time <laughs> i mean you know things happen
0: <laughs> wow what ages are they five to 18 that's a spread there girl <laughs> that's a spread <laughs> that's <laughs> so That's a lot of kids. You're Are, a saint. Were they all homeschooled last year at the end of the year? Were they all homeschooled because of the th- COVID?
3: Yes. So they were, but we've homeschooled from the beginning. Oh, so it was oh. not too much. They they were actually mad because they're like, well, I have friends. And, you know, their load has been lightened and they're having more, you know, their schedule is relaxed and you're still cracking the whip. <laughs> so, yes.
0: So for them, it was no big deal. It's like, we do this every day. <laughs> Uh right. <laughs> well, I I give you kudos for all of that, let me tell you. So, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things we've talked about for years and years and years is we wanted to do more doggy stuff on the show cuz we all have dogs. Jamie has like 25 and a stray one showed up this morning in her garage. So I have four.
1: Glenn. It don't make me sound crazy, but yes, a senior emaciated old ass dog was in my garage eating, eating my dog's dog food this morning. I don't know where the, how they find me. I'm on 20 acres and and my house is in the middle of the property. I don't know. She's, I've got all sorts of alerts going out in the neighborhood, but yeah. Um, so I thought it was appropriate that you were coming on today. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: well, my heart
3: is, my heart beats for senior dogs, So I, I hope that you find her home or find her a good home. Thank well, you. If, I know you will. I hope
0: she finds her home because if she doesn't, Chad's going to have another dog in the house as well. Near that the to.
2: dog, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what it comes down to. So, all right. So, what we're going to do is uh, twice a month, you're going to send us little canine health minutes where we're going to talk about about doggy health and the things we have to deal with. And I noticed a lot of our listeners have been posting this last week, ironically, about their dogs having issues and going to the vets and all of this stuff. Uh, so we appreciate you doing that. You're going to be doing that for us. And I want to thank you in advance for doing that. And we really appreciate it.
3: Oh, my heavens. I thank you for the opportunity. I'm like I said, I feel like I'm totally at my home with the horse world and I'm excited to share some, some dog tips and news as well.
0: Well, let's today talk about Lyme disease and dogs. And, you know, we've talked about Lyme disease and horses. We talked about Lyme disease and people because of my situation having it. Um, and, you know, I feel like the one thing we have not talked about is Lyme disease and dogs and how it presents and, you know, what you do and, and kind of the, what you look for. So, kind of give us the 101 on Lyme disease and doggies.
3: Okay, so actually 90, maybe even 95% of dogs with Lyme disease are asymptomatic. So um, the vast majority of dogs out there who are infected with Lyme don't show any symptoms. I practiced in Pennsylvania for about 10 years, and it was amazing the number of dogs that would come up positive on the Lyme SNAP test, which is an in-office test. We know the results in 10 minutes. It just takes two drops of blood. And it's also part of testing for for heartworm disease. So it's something that we did annually on the majority of our patients. And so the number of blue dots that we got showing Lyme positive were just mind-boggling, but the vast majority of those dogs didn't show symptoms. Now the ones that did had fever, uh, they just weren't feeling well, maybe not eating. And then lameness, um, which usually starts in the leg closest to the tick bite and then can shift around to even other legs, is, is one of the hallmark symptoms.
0: Oh, okay. It's interesting. It, would you say that dogs are more asymptomatic than any other critter, including people?
3: You know, I don't know the comparative numbers, but I do think it's really interesting how well they seem to manage the, the disease so is it until they don't
0: Yeah, well, uh, let's <laughs> if talk If they about...
3: don't manage it well, they really don't do well.
0: So let's go over what do you look for and how do you manage it?
3: All right, so I I still think that that screening is the most important thing. So um it's called but before I get to SNAP the screening, testing, before of... I,
0: before I get to the screening, what am I looking for at home? What's going to happen to my dog so that I I know I have to bring it to the doctor in the first place?
3: Okay, got it. So um, we veterinarians always like to do preventative medicine and, <laughs> and head them off at the past before there's problems. All right. So your dog's sick. So limping, fever, it's going to be things that would drive you to the vet anyway. Maybe you're not thinking tick-borne disease, but it's not something you're going to miss. And if your dog is sick from Lyme, you're going to have a sick dog on your hands.
0: Lethargic. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
3: So the the hallmarks are febrile, and then all the things that go along with having a fever: lethargic, you know, droopy, maybe not eating, um, not really moving around the house well, and like I said, lameness is another big big clinical sign.
0: And they do antibiotics then if the test comes up positive.
3: We do the antibiotic choice is doxycycline. I think it's the, it's true for people as well. Mm-hmm. Doxycycline is such an interesting drug because it actually has anti-inflammatory properties and possibly even chondroprotective properties, so protection of the cartilage in the joints, um, but it's an antibiotic for, for Lyme. Lyme is a nasty, nasty little organism. I'm, I'm sure you could speak to this, Glenn, but yeah. in the body, <laughs> it can actually morph from the spirochete form, which is like this long spiral piece, piece of linear, like a line of little spaghetti, into like those, a ball, And it can do that almost like a spore to protect itself from the body's uh, immune system. So it's just once you get it, um, I don't actually think the body, at least speaking for dogs, and I imagine it's the same for all species, I don't think the body ever clears it. I think it just kind of manages it and hopes to keep it in remission, but I think that organism is there to stay.
0: That's what I've learned, too, having dealt with this for so many years, and what what tends to happen then is some people, obviously, like any other disease, some people, and animals, uh, can handle it and some can't, right? Their bodies handle different things different ways. Uh, The other thing that's interesting about Lyme, too, well, Lyme is just one of what about 100 different tick-borne diseases, right? There's a lot of them.
3: Right, and there are, and Lyme scares the dickens out of me. Like, I would rather just even personally and for my family and certainly for my patients, it's a very frightening disease. And part of it is because of this concept of co-infection, exactly what you're talking about. There are so many tick-borne diseases, and I'm convinced there's many that we have never even identified. So there's kind of the big names that we talk about. And interestingly enough, our blog this week is on the four big tick-borne diseases. So we kind of go over all of them, but I think there's ones that we don't even know about. And I think sometimes when we have, a dog in the in the hospital and i just think wow this dog has a hallmark tick borne disease and yet he's not showing up positive for any of the big the big ones that i can test for i treat with doxycycline anyway and the dog gets better so I, like i said i think there's more out there and then the concept of co-infection where the dog actually has lyme plus on top of that other tick borne diseases
0: uh, we have a host here who hasn't been on a long time because she's still dealing with this, uh, and Emily, everybody knows Jumping Emily, she's still housebound after a year doing all kinds of treatments and stuff, but the problem she had is she had Rocky Mounted Spotted Fever, Lyme disease, and, and the one that starts with a B that I can never say, all at the same time. She got them all. And, you know, her, it oh, just God, killed her immune system. Uh, and she's still fighting that. And, you know, she's housebound now because if she got COVID, she'd be done because her immune system shot. Um, so, right. you know, and you're right. It's interesting because more 5,000 people about it for uh, three between three and five thousand people start. And you lived in Pennsylvania. So you probably know about this hike the Appalachian Trail every year and the thing the thing that takes them off the trail more than anything else is not falling and hurting their ankle or breaking something or spraining something it's ticks it's it's Lyme disease wow yeah because i did not know yeah that. well you're hiking in the woods and you're hiking in the virginia you're hiking in pennsylvania connecticut all the way up through there where where Lyme new york where Lyme disease is prevalent so uh is i think we've kind of determined it's in all 50 states now haven't we i know it's more prevalent in some than others
3: it is. It's actually all 50 states and all over the world. It's definitely a, a global issue.
0: Okay. So go see your doctor, get the Doxy, um, and dogs are going to probably react better to it than, than horses. some horses have obviously had this battle, too. Uh, and we have some listeners that have had some horses with bad Lyme issues. Um, but I'm mm. glad to hear about the doggies. Do cats get it? You know, it's really
3: interesting because we have proof that cats can convert and become seropositive. So they do get Lyme infection, but they don't seem to show signs. So they don't get Lyme disease, quote unquote, but they can be infected with Lyme. So it's really interesting what what makes them resistant.
0: And the naughtier the cat, the more resistant they are? Isn't that how it usually works?
2: <laughs> That's how it works with all species. It's true.
0: Now, you have, your, uh, we had you on a long time ago, but you have a Dr. Busby Innovations and a couple of the things you have on there. We had talked about the toe grips for doggies before, but you also, I noticed I was on your website, you also have a joint supplement now for dogs, that, and it has some interesting ingredients. So tell us about that.
3: Yes. So I'm really excited about this joint supplement. I mean, you know, there's 9 million joint supplements on the shelves and on the internet today. But the reason I'm so passionate about this one is it has um, green lip muscle, which I think is just one of the more mainstream ones. I've loved that my whole career, um, really seen amazing positive results with that. But it combines with, in this, in this specific supplement, New Zealand deer velvet, And New Zealand deer velvet is so packed with growth factors because it comes from the deer antler, which grows from nothing to like this 40 pound structure in less than two months. It's the fastest growing mammalian tissue in traditional Chinese medicine. It's considered a plant actually because it's so fast growing. And so we get those growth factors into these dogs with um, issues with joints and cartilage arthritis, uh, hip dysplasia. And it really seems like the synergy of those two ingredients just not only makes their body better, but just gives them so much more spark and spring in their steps. So it's like my secret ingredient that I use for my senior patients to just uh, really kind of give them the boost that so many of these senior dogs need. And if you keep that dog, Jamie, I will will send you free joint supplement for your senior dog.
1: Girl, you better I got a long list of senior dogs in my house. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm a I'm a senior dog junkie as well. So I just I can't, I can't stand it. So uh yeah, yeah. Um we you and I should not be friends. We would we just neighborhood. <laughs> okay. No, each other. let me tell
0: you, let me give you a warning. If you come on this show and you become friends with Jamie, she will be calling you on Christmas Day. Uh, (laughs) this
1: dog (laughs) i need help i don't know what to do yeah i won't call you on christmas day i do i only do that to the other guy
0: i hate to ask this question because i don't (laughs) know what the answer is going to be but we're going to get this question is the deer velvet harvested without the poor deer dying
3: absolutely okay that was my question be a part of endorsing something otherwise I didn't so think you harvested would. humanely okay. the deer was going to lose it anyway the deer goes on a merry way yeah. to you know to live a happy life and um we've actually done studies to to check cortisol levels pre and post taking the uh taking the antler and, and everything's good it's a, it's a humane process
0: yeah they they tend to shed those anyway so um right yeah just like just like sort of like snakes do yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, if we could find,
1: since it's her humane,
0: God, we're going to have to be friends. And a green lipid muscle is a is a something out of the water. Is it like a muscle, like a fish muscle? Yeah, yeah. So it's
3: a shellfish, but it's so cool because I'm sure you've heard of glucosamine and chondroitin and fatty acids. Well, when you when you take those things and you make them in a lab, they just don't work nearly as well as when they're a whole food supplement. So like okay. vitamin C for example if you take ascorbic acid it's a completely different ball game than taking a whole food supplement that supplies vitamin C because vitamin C the way nature intended it actually has like 200 things around it to improve absorption and bioavailability so same thing so green lip muscle is a natural source of chondroitin fatty acids like it's so it's I love that it's a, a, essentially a food supplement
0: I learned something new today. (laughs) I didn't know about green uh, lip muscles, or I didn't know that they did that with deer antlers. So that's cool. Very good. And so it's (laughs) Dr. Busby's Encore Mobility Deer Velvet and Green Lipid Muscle Joint Supplement for Senior Dogs. Couldn't get the name any longer. Uh, And it is, where can they find it? Where can they go to get it?
3: So it's on our website, which is toegrips.com, T-O-E-G-R-I-P-S.com. And we actually have a promo for your listeners of ten percent off. With, okay. Um, promo code horses.
0: Just horses. Just horses. I'll tell they you what I'm going to have you do. And I'm going to ha- we're going to do this on the fly. Okay. Have you change it to HRN because all our promo codes are HRN and the listeners can remember it better. So.
3: Oh my heavens! We should have coordinated. My bad. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll change the promo code Go to HRN. Got it. I'm on it.
0: We we try and do that. That okay. way they don't have to ever remember what a promo code is. It's HRN. So use, yeah, yeah right, she'll get that. that changed right away. And uh, we'll post a link to it in our show notes as well. And we look forward to your continued health minutes.
3: Yes, I can't wait. I think we're going to have loads of fun just giving little sound bites on the Dog Health Minute. All
0: right. All right, Julie, both.
1: I'll call you tonight around midnight. <laughs> around cool? midnight.
0: That's when she'll call, too. You, you
1: watch. Girl, you know, I put my kids to bed, and I'm up at
3: midnight burning the oil, so you call me anytime. <laughs> Eight kids, that's the
0: only time she gets anything done. Oh, <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Busby.
3: All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
0: Well, that's interesting about dogs. I didn't know about that in Lyme disease. Well, good for the dogs. So your dog probably does not have Lyme, or probably does have Lyme disease, but it it's not causing all those problems. That's something yeah, else.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I treated a dog for Lyme disease forever ago with doxycycline. So there you to, go. You know,
0: there you go. Well, this health segment. She knows what she's she talking. She knows. About. is interesting about those, about those different ingredients. I had no idea. Uh, this health segment was brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Now in their third season, each show highlights some of the world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained and what kind of nutrition they're given to help fuel their performances. Episodes this year include training Hollywood movie horses, therapeutic horses, helping vet- veterans, and an inside look at traditional Charo horsemanship. Plus today, they just just had an episode come out this morning, so you can go find it uh, at PurinaMills millscom slash Full Rain, or at any place you get your podcast. Look for the Horse Nutrition Podcast, also on the Horse Radio Network app and on our website. And today's episode was all about vaulting and vaulting horses, so uh, you can find out you can find that today. And it's award winning; it won this year's Best Podcast Award in the Horse World. So check that out: the Horse Nutrition Podcast. Are you ready? Do you are you queued up?
1: I as ready as I'll ever be.
0: All right, good.
1: Today's weird news segment is all about the headlines. It was just whether or not the story was super interesting or great. Uh, the headline is what drew me in and let's go to Moscow because this is actually really interesting. Russian scientists are working to retrieve a well-preserved skeleton of a woolly mammoth. It's so well preserved; it still has ligaments attached to it. It's from a lake in northern Siberia, and uh, this is not that weird, I guess, but it's just super cool. I thought we should. They got talk a big chisel
0: it. out, and they're chiseling away.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and the skeleton was found. And again, one of those jobs you didn't know was a thing until like you read about this. The skeleton of the woolly mammoth was found by local reindeer herders.
0: There you go. (laughs) You know what? I'm really glad they didn't find was a great big mosquito with like a Triotosaurus blood in it. You know, I'm really glad.
1: Triotosaurus. I'm not familiar. The headline grabbed me on this. Jennifer one, was watching I'll...
0: Jurassic Park the other night, and I saw the part with the mosquito and extracting the, the blood. So
1: was the, like, the part with the Triadosaurus. <laughs> yeah, the Triadosaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those darn (laughs) triodosauruses they're they're dangerous you gotta watch out for them (laughs) Uh, watch it actually be a thing i know (laughs) i'm gonna send emails (laughs) um this was a headline that i just had to get and um it was new york man fakes death to avoid jail but typo gives him away uh, a Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his own death to avoid a jail sentence, but, and I don't know if the lawyer gets in trouble for this or like what, but his lawyer submitted a death certificate for his client. Now, maybe the lawyer didn't know, but, um, the certificate of death was filed I'm trying to find the exact reason I read it. No, I just have to find it because I want to read it. Exactly. Um, while, so, Oh, by the way, this guy's been arrested like a hundred times for things. And he was actually out on bail when he got arrested again. And then he's sentenced again. And he's getting, you know, uh, <laughs> he keeps, he finally, he's like, I'll just pretend I'm dead. So he got a death certificate. And while it originally looked like an official document, from the New Jersey Department of Health vital statistics and Reg Citry.
0: <laughs> they spelled registry wrong. He spelled registry wrong <laughs> on his death. I thought you present. were going to say they spelled New Jersey wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: New Jersey Department of Health, Vital Statistics, and Reg Citry. Um, so apparently there was also inconsistencies in the font type and sizes. So this guy goes to jail because That's he's missed, and he was too. like a bad Craigslist ad. <laughs> and that guy's gonna be in jail for a long time. And um he is he was released on bond again, but they brought him back in, saying, "No, you don't."
0: Maybe on. we should stop releasing this guy on bond. Maybe that's the key to. This. Let's
1: just put him in.
0: Yeah, let's, let's just just, put just get in. it over with.
1: <laughs> and the, the, oops, sorry. No, it's okay. We'll move on because this is my last weird news story, and I just it. You know where we have to. I, it's been a while since I've ended one of the news stories here, but where are we going to go for this story, Glenn?
0: Oh, Florida.
1: we are heading down to Florida. A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit seeking a paternity test on her goats. (laughs) And he goes to say, she's not kidding. Oh, (laughs) according to (laughs) the lawsuit, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margoat could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association. That's what she thought when she bought Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margoat. And um, registered goats have higher value than unregistered goats. So this lady who's been selling the goats uh, for about 10 years always provides information to her clients, but apparently... Did not provide whatever needed to be done to get these goats registered and, um, won't pay for the DNA to prove the paternity tests of all of these goats. They have to do the hair follicle DNA test. And anyway, she, she offered to like refund her money. She's like, no, I'm just going to sue you. I guess she loves, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot, and doesn't want to give them up, so she's decided to sue. Um, and um, there you go. I just thought, you know, the, again, the headline: Florida woman sues for paternity test on goats. No
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we have goat dealers that are the same as horse dealers. Oh, I'll get you the papers. I'll send them to you. I'll, I'll like I, you. I just,
1: I was happy to know that. There were other shady animal dealers <laughs> out there as well.
0: <laughs> Yay! You think there's are shady time. chicken dealers? Are chickens registered? Do you read? Uh, is there a chicken registry? Were you registering I, your chickens like show yeah, chickens? Yeah, you
1: know, I who was it that was just talking? Oh, the people that uh, sent me that last horse for training, and they had the their trailer, and the, he goes, he probably won't get in the trailer. Smells like goats. And sheep <laughs> they show their sheep they're in like a uh, uh, 4-h and they show goats and sheep so th- i'm sure there's a chicken registry they have do all sorts of like showing oh i know what it was he's like probably won't get in the trailer smells like pigs and lucas <laughs> is with me and and he's like i, I was like your trailer smells like pigs he's like well you know we got we show the pigs and lucas is like how do you show a pig? <laughs> so they explained to Lucas how you don't hit him with the stick; you just steer him with the stick, and you walk him around. And uh, yeah, this horse was like, mm, that isn't very. No, nah, I don't like that in
0: that trailer. All right, we have terrible. two minutes, this is all the longer we can talk about this. I did this intentionally so you wouldn't have much time to talk about it. Um, and we have our guest coming up. We have our next guest, our Black Reigns guest of the month, and. Kate Winslet is back in the news because Disney Plus announced that they're going to be re-releasing one of my favorite books and movies of all time, Black Beauty. Only they're going to do it as a hip modern version of the classic.
1: Let me stop there. (sighs) Hip And modern should not be in the same sentence with the words Black
0: Beauty. Oh, it's hip and modern. It's going to take place in the United States. And it's going to be, Black Beauty is going to be a girl, not a boy, and is going to be a wild Mustang born free in the American West. And when she is captured and taken away from family, her story intertwines with that of a 17-year-old girl named Jo, who's grieving the loss of her parents, who just died. And the two slowly develop a bond and go out and win everything in the horse world. Does that sound familiar? Jesus, are you kidding me? Okay. Oh, now, they're I've taking never Black heard of this Beauty, before. which, you know, I hated in the beginning, but they're making it worse. They're making Kate it like Winslet every other horse movie not, out there.
1: She's, first of all, the book takes place in England. Kate yes. Wins, it's an English actress, yet they're yes. taking an English actress, actress and making her have too. an American accent to <laughs> be in a movie that, okay, let me stop you. Okay. Tell me, tell me what movie this is. Okay. It's a Wild okay. Mustang. And the girl meets the wild Mustang and they become best friends and she tames it through a, like a series of you know like terrible falls and things like that they she finally learns and she doesn't ride so she's like having to learn to ride and ride a wild horse at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go through this whole thing and then they end up going to the horse show because somebody's going to shoot the mustang but she ends up running away with it and takes it to the horse show and wins
0: a bunch of money
1: and saves the farm
0: that's every Can- horse movie made in the last 20 years <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, every single one, and now they're going to do this one, is the exact same. And I'm uh, sad that all the children growing up are going to think that's what Black Beauty is, a Kate Winslet voiced, And I love Kate Winslet. This Let could have
0: just... been a good contemporary period drama set in England, right? I mean, if they had done it from the book.
1: It could be. It could be a good movie. Just yeah. why would you call it Black Beauty and then change Black Beauty? Anna Sewell and is and Black, Black Beauty Vol- is a...
0: I'm sorry. I know uh, this is sounds sexist, but... Wasn't Black Beauty a stallion and that was the idea?
1: Black Beauty was a stallion and. That he, was the he,
0: idea, was. Well, it he wasn't was stallion-ish. like a stallion.
1: That- they never. I think he was castrated. Oh, uh, they never okay. said it, but I don't. I was a boy. I mean, he was a boy, and he was a you know bred and raised at a very nice place, and then like slowly went yeah. down and in, in the ranks of a carriage horse. All basically. right. Well, became, we like, I, that's,
0: all ti- er, that's all the time. That's all the time I've allowed you to talk <laughs> about this. So we're going to move on to our Black Range guest. Let's and, go- <laughs> and as and you and know, once a, a month, Black Range sends <laughs> guests over to us to chat with, and they're always tremendous guests we love having them on and we have wendy coming on with us and she's going to talk to us about growing up in the oh, dominican republic so with brighter. horses all right enough black beauty talk for one day or actually one year let's <laughs> <That's, You> hope <laughs> the- it takes 10 years to get this movie made and i'll have to talk about it again all right i'm calling wendy i'm <laughs>
1: I'm just getting some
0: tissue. Hello, Wendy. How are you? It's Glenn and Jamie. (laughs) Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. We're just having fun here chatting about uh, terrible movies. So... uh... Oh,
1: my goodness. (laughs) So, thank you for saving us. Uh, We appreciate it. Now, Wendy... um, if, thank you for being our guest today, uh, and uh, for participating in whatever we're doing here. Uh, you are on the air; we should tell you that. If um, we lose you, we'll call you back. But otherwise, uh, t- tell us about—gosh, I mean—you grew up in the Dominican Republic with horses, right? Yes, I did. So, t- what yes, was that like?
2: So it was—it was pretty. It was pretty fun. So my family um, on my mother's side is from Dominican Republic. And uh, my grandfather over the years acquired a lot of farmland in the east part of the country, um, where we had, um, we grew um, oranges and lemons and limes. And so we were one of the mass producers of citrus for the Caribbean, believe it or not. And so At some point in time, he was looking for – this is how all the horses came to be on the farm. Um, He was looking for an animal that would keep the grass low but wouldn't eat the orange trees. And so I guess he went through goats and sheep and all sorts of different animals. And finally, somebody told him, just get horses. They won't bother the orange trees. And so that's how it came to be. So So he came – well, that's interesting. They would obviously bar- and- bar-
0: they would bother the apple trees, but I guess they. didn't. <laughs> I never thought yeah, about right. horses don't yeah. eat oranges. <laughs> I did think about that.
2: Well, I I guess because the um, orange trees the the leaves are very tart. I uh, guess. Okay. And so I believe it's not very good to eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they really didn't bother them, and so he brought in a brood mare and a stallion and. I'm telling you, I mean, it just got out of control. It came to the point where we, at some point on that farm, had probably 100 horses, (laughs) and they were all pretty wild, Um, but it was very fun because the whole purpose of, I mean, we had all the family would come over, and we would go, like all of us, the kids that had a lot of cousins were a very large family, and we would all get together every summer, and we would spend the summer at the farm, so they would take us, but it was it wasn't really just, oh, come on, guys, and have fun at the farm. No, we had to earn it. So they would take us to the factory where all the oranges were being packed in boxes. And so each of us had a marker, and we had to mark what type of orange it was on the boxes. And that kind of was like our task for the day. And then after we would finish that, then they would let us, okay, yeah, now you can go ride.
1: <laughs> uh, it's like a fun <laughs> summer so- vacation. Guys, pack the boxes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Get going.
1: Exactly. I mean, it was, it was pretty fun though. I mean, it did give us a sense
2: of responsibility, you know, you got to earn it. So that was great. And, um, and yeah, and that's how it kind of came to be. So we would pick our horses and they would get broke by somebody. And, um, so we each had a horse, like I have a famous picture of all of the cousins. We're all riding on each of our horses and there's like a bunch of like chickens
1: in the background. I mean, it's a really crazy picture, <laughs> but um, so-
2: yeah, it was a really fun time.
1: Now I know a lot of uh, thoroughbreds are in the Dominican Republic. What kind of horses did you guys ride?
2: So there is a lot of thoroughbreds in the DR, but the horses specifically that we had at the farm were gated horses. Most of them were like a cross between Pasofino and maybe a thoroughbred, I wanna say. Um, A lot of Paso, there's a lot of Pasofinos in Puerto Rico and somehow they came to the Dominican Republic at some point in time. So the DR does have a lot of gated horses. Um, And so, yeah, so that's kind of how, like, our whole passion or my whole passion for horses started. Like, that was just, I was, every summer, it was, oh, my God, going to the farm for the whole summer, it was just crazy. And then, obviously, at some point, like, I was such a daredevil. I would be running up. I would be galloping up and down the orange groves. I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. But at some point, I knew I wanted to do something else you know and so I asked my uncle because my uncle is like an avid animal lover in every sense of the word and um I think I got my probably my animal loving from him and um I told him one day I said I want a horse that I can actually like jump like I want to be an equestrian you know like a true
1: horse person (laughs) I don't want to just that, run around so like on gated and down, horses, yeah up in town orange groves I want a proper exactly. education and that's cool, good for you exactly
2: and so he said okay we'll we'll do
1: this, but
2: um you're gonna have to somehow you know earn this horse and I'm like, okay well I mean we'll do anything you know us kids uh, I'll do anything and so it was it was super fun though the only setback like for me honestly and it wasn't really a setback, I think it was more like education, educational for me is um, when I did say that I wanted a horse, like we went to an equestrian center at that point in time. I mean, I'm talking, this was back in the eighties. Um, the DR, I believe only had two equestrian centers. One was called Las Colinas, which is where I rode. And then there was another one called um, Feria Ganadera. And those were basically actually, no, there was a third one called Mitram and those three were the only ones that existed and we would compete against each other, and it was, but it was funny because I had my cousins, like two of my cousins actually decided they wanted to ride, but they decided to ride in a different, different place. And so we would compete against each other. And, but mind you, we would, we would spend all summer, right. You know, riding up and down orange groves together. <laughs> so it was pretty funny.
0: That sounds really fun. Um, was it jumpers? Yeah. Did you do and jumpers? So, did they do, did they have anything yeah, so but I jumping? Like jumpers. Yeah.
2: No, uh, they're, well, let me tell you, so it's pretty funny. Back in the day in the DR, um, I want to say English riding wasn't like... I mean, it was popular, but it wasn't super popular. I mean, it's an island. It's pretty small. And, you know, riding horses is... I don't know. It's it, it's an it's expensive sport. Let's put it that way. So, I mean, there was a handful of people that rode. It wasn't like craziness. Like, when we would um, go to horse shows, like, there was probably... Five people in a in a class, so it's not like here' in the states where you go to a horse show and there's like you know forty thirty people in one class <laughs> um, but I mean it was pretty it was very fun because it was a very big family family gathering and um so I ended up getting a horse so a lot of my um friends from school and everything that rode, they had horses that were in ports, you know they would bring them from here from the states actually. And sometimes from Europe, and there were a lot of warm bloods there. That's, that's typical, right, with hunter jumpers. Um, and so my uncle decided, okay, yeah, we're going to get you a horse, but yeah, we're not spending, you know, this whole ton of money on this horse. We're going to get you something as a beginner horse. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'll take anything. <laughs> so we finally go to this place in the DR. It's called Central Romana. And it's this big agricultural industrial corporation. Um, they do sugarcane, um, but they also have ventured into livestock and tourism and all that. Right now it's a huge corporation. And so we went to go see a herd of horses that they had um, that was supposed they had like some Arabian cross. And the reason I couldn't take one from the farm was because they were gated, right? So we ended up getting I ended up choosing a horse from one of the, the corrals. Which is kind of like choosing a wild horse, <laughs> and then they t- like I didn't see him for probably like a month while they actually um gentled him and everything and then the day I can remember right now, the day that I brought him to the equestrian center, like oh my God, you have no idea how many pointing fingers and how many laughs people got out of that because he looked horrible, like <laughs> just horrible, he was completely. Sunned out like his coat was. He was supposed to be a very dark bay. He was completely like he looked like a dun, and his mane had been roached. And I'm telling you, he looked like a retired polo pony. I mean, it was just horrid. And he was very young, but I just want to say that maybe in the dr, my uh, the idea of gentling a horse back in the day wasn't as gentle. Um, so he did look a little roughed up, you know. And so, yeah, I got a lot of pointy fingers and everything, and everybody was making fun of me, you know, the underdog, but that's okay. I've always been the underdog. And so I went ahead and, you know, I fattened him up and I started training him myself with my trainer. And I will let you know that we kicked a lot of warm blood butt down there.
1: It was amazing.
0: (laughs) Good for you. It was
2: amazing. No, I'm telling you, it was great.
1: It's great. God, that that's God. cool. I mean, it's always a good a good story. I mean, it's like what all we were just talking about horse movies. It's like all the horse movies are like the underdog comes back on the wild horse and ends up winning the championship, yeah. and saves the farm, yeah. and then you come on and describe that exact <laughs> exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, tell us a little but bit no, about it your was business. Really fun though. Tell before we run out of time. Tell us a little bit about uh, about your business and how to say it.
0: Yeah, we we've been fighting over how to say this name. So,
1: okay, so it's called Equestrian. And the name comes
2: from equestrian and a seamstress. So it's equestrian. We
1: knew that one. What's the next word?
2: Atelier.
0: Atelier. So
2: an atelier is yeah, atelier. It's uh, an atelier is basically where seamstresses work. So it's kinda like their shop, right?
0: Okay. But
2: it comes from French. But like in the Dominican Republic, we call atelier we call it an
1: atelier also. Yes, five times fast, Glenn. I love it. Okay, so what do you guys do? So
2: so we have, um, I started off with a one item, which was a carousel show shirt cover, because I was trying to think of how to get into the market with something that wasn't already out there. Because nowadays, like there is everything. I wish we had all that back in the day. Um, And so I decided and I brought in this, it's kind of like a t-shirt. It has a wide neck. And it fits over your helmet without having to take it off. And I bought myself an embroidery machine and I started embroidering them with everybody's horse's name on it, or people would want their initials on it and it became a really cool trend. And that was basically my first product. Um, It's been a year almost to the date now that we've been up and running. And after that... I sought out a manufacturer and I decided I wanted to bring in because at that time I was living in Florida, which is very hot, let me tell you. And so um, I decided I wanted to bring in some riding tights that you could use, but that weren't so thin where, you know, us adults don't look too
1: yes we need support we we just need (laughs) uh like uh you know not to have it transparent uh how how things are working back there thank you so that's exactly
2: what i did so i found a fabric that i liked that is like a blend with compression so it keeps everything in its place nice and smooth looking and it's very breathable and so i added belt loops to it because all the types that were out there did not have belt loops and i felt like i looked a little deranged because like coming from back in the day, writing, um, everybody is tucked in, you know, nowadays that's not such a big, big thing, but for me it is. And I really like using belts. So Um, I added belt loops to it. And so that's how the Truth came to be. And the name Truth, um, I wanted that because that was the name of the original um, writing trousers um, that originated in Scotland. And so I wanted to keep like everything traditional yet modern, if you want to say, like kind of like an, a, a traditional attire for the modern day equestrian, let's put it that way. And so they've been a hit. I really, I personally, because I made them for myself really, and I personally feel very comfortable in them. And I believe a lot of people do also because we <laughs> have had a lot of good <laughs> A lot of good business has
1: been done. I actually just want to tell young. you, uh, yeah, the the classic, yes. the houndstooth breeches that you guys have with the cell phone pocket and the belt loops, I'm in their full seat with the little like silicone. Oh my God. Those are the coolest pants ever. So uh, congratulations thank on this you. business. That is just fantastic. I'm putting that. My husband's right behind me. I'm pointing to it right now. I want that. That's what I want. <laughs> I want those. <laughs> fantastic. Well, I yeah. you, so what's the website? The website is Equestrious.com. E-Q-U-E-S-T-R-I-E-S. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but this it's Equestrious.com. Yes, exactly. You guys go check it out. Those Oh, my God. Those houndstooths are is just are, the cutest thing I've pretty. ever seen. They are Oh, my pretty. God. I just love the classic patterns. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's They're great. Beautiful. Well, thank you for coming on. We'll put a link to your website in our show notes so everybody can go check it out. And, uh, Wendy, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, okay, Wendy. Okay, you too. <laughs> bye. I'm going to okay, be getting bye those bye. pants.
0: Oh, they are gosh. some good-looking breeches, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> God, they're so cute. And they have a cell I can't buy any breeches or like uh, the smooth-dried riding jeans. I've they, they ruin me because now I have to have a cell phone pocket that's not on my butt. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And she's right. Uh, a lot of the tights don't have the belt loops. So none of them do, yeah, yeah. So she's she's and they're priced right, too. They're like $70, yeah. So, yeah, no, they're very good looking, and the patterns are different. That's what I like about them. They're not just black or Equestrian. white. <laughs> so, yeah, damn
1: That's it. A, these interviews always cost me money. <laughs>
0: it's equestrious.com. Interesting about the Dominican Republic, it's a country you don't think about horses when you think about Dominican Republic. It's not it's so what comes cool first thinking to think about mind.
1: galloping down.
0: Orange Orange groves. groves, I know. I knew you. I'd pick up on that. Wouldn't that be cool? Grab an orange on your way by. Have a snack. Well, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow, we have the driving show with Dr. Wendy. She has a whole bunch of guest books, so we'll have a full show for you tomorrow. And then on Friday, we're going to be announcing a whole batch of new prizes for this month for really bad ads. She already sent them over to me, and let me tell you, you think last month's were good, this month's are even better. So you're going to definitely want to get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And that's what's happening the rest of the week. Don't forget about new shows coming out. We have the... The horse nutrition podcast came out today. We're going to have retired racehorse radio, I believe, come out here in the next couple of days. You guys recorded one, so look for that as well. And then Jamie uh, is going to continue horse shopping. So, uh, that's uh, yeah, I'm
1: not, I'm not letting any of you jerk faces know what I'm up to <laughs> on this auction. I, yeah, I've got I'll bid on everything. I'm gonna have to wait till next month. Thanks a bunch. Did you
0: recognize any of the names, by the way?
1: of the bit I don't know who they are oh, all of a sudden I just tell. get these messages you've been outbid it's no, it they're like they're like mm, you got to be our
0: listeners and you don't know mm-hmm. I know
1: well here's the thing bye I'm gonna I'm gonna bid on uh, number 17
0: <laughs>
1: 26
0: <laughs> I'm making that up
1: Spade Neutergelt